Yo, 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 what is going on? Thanks for tuning back into us, into tuning back with us here at the Way Too Much DMC podcast. I've done like three takes trying to do this little intro and I keep I keep messing up, so I just gotta roll with this time. Appreciate y'all coming back and uh giving us a little bit more of your time. It's been about a week since I've since I've been here with you. Um just like always. You know, like, subscribe, share, comment, email me at JRMC at way too much at way too much dot com. Let me know what you think of the show, if you have any feedback or anything like that. Today's going to be a little different than what I've been doing the last couple shows. The last couple shows, we've really been diving into a bill I've been working on. Um, but I know a lot of people don't, a lot of people ain't trying to get into the nitty gritty like that. You know what I mean? They just want to be kind of, give me some background. They want to get pumped up and they're willing to run through a wall, a wall with you, but they just ain't got no interest in uh, getting into that, into that side of things. So it's just, uh, you know, stay, stay away from that for that, for an episode before we get back into diving into it so it's like always uh you can find me pretty much on any audio channel whether it be you know apple podcast spotify iHeartRadio, radio amazon google podcast stitcher all you name it i should be on there if i'm not send me an email or tweet at me or whatever whatever you call it and let me know and i'll i'll, I'll make sure that it gets put on there um, and then as far as if you want to watch the podcast video, you can find me on, you can find me on, uh, YouTube and on, and on Rumble. Um, just like everyone else, it's like, you never know how long you're going to be on YouTube or until they start giving you strikes and all that stuff. But just, just know I'm always going to try to handle all these tough topics and as responsible as fashion as possible, respectful as, as a fashion as possible, but also as like a transparent fashion as possible and you know that's that's something i'm hoping today to you know, get back to you know what, what my original purpose was doing the show being a little transparent you know being not, not a little transparent being totally transparent with the process of what i'm doing and how i go about doing things and you know, hopefully that can help others get in, you know get engaged and all that good stuff so yeah i'm gonna start out today just telling y'all telling y'all a little uh we'll say it's a funny story but it's an important story i'm um, just just happened to me this week um, no matter what, my good nature always ends up coming back to bite me in the hind end. And a friend of mine that runs a group here in town, I won't, I won't say parental rights group, it's more of like, you know, it's like an education focus group, had reached out to me and told me that she, that she had kind of partnered with a couple, couple liberal groups here around the Jefferson County area. And she was surprised by that. Um, but the, you know, they had a, similar similar interest that they were uh similar goal they wanted to go after and uh you know, she thought i could help and all that so i said heck yeah let's just let's see let's see what's let's see what's up so started digging into the issue and it absolutely needs to be needs to be addressed so a lot of y'all aren't going to realize this because i know i for damn sure didn't realize this but here in the state of kentucky we're not, we don't focus on phonics anymore when it comes to uh, teaching our kids how to read. Now, if you're taken aback by that as I am, I encourage you, do some research, make some phone calls, because I, I know I have. 
But there's this fight going on within the state of what we would call like balanced literacy versus structured literacy. And basically right now what we what we're doing is really focusing on like rote memorization. You know, like what we call sight words. So you show a kid a flashcard or a picture or whatever and they're supposed to try to supposed to remember what that word is. Probably is by the time they get to fifth or sixth grade, they start seeing supercalifragilisticexpialidocious on something and they have no idea how to sound a word out. Okay, but when I started learning this, it really started putting it into perspective for me on why my mask fight last session was so, was such an uphill battle, right? Because one of my main points was, hey, listen, like I got little kids. They need to be able to see you're moving your mouth around to figure, to learn how to read. And there were times where I felt like some of the, especially some of the left-wing people I was talking to, or like and even out here in the pub, mostly out here in the public when you're talking with, you know, like young, young teachers and stuff like that, like, there were times I felt like I was people were looking at me like a with a, like a deer in the headlights, and it didn't make any sense to me. Well, now now it does because the way they're teaching reading right now, it does. You don't need to be able to see somebody's mouth. You, they're not breaking the word down. They're not teaching them syllables and how to say like where are the your the, the phonemes and phonics and the, the the stuff that all of us assume is being taught that isn't the primary way we're teaching a teacher may choose to do it or whatever but like there's nothing that says they have to and most of them aren't because the curriculums that the systems are signing up for are this other way where it's like um reading recovery we basically wait till dudes get behind or kids get behind and then we're gonna catch them up so since i started figuring this out i was i mean first i was pissed then i was like damn i'm sad you know like we're talking some serious stuff here for kids i mean in jefferson county our reading comprehend our, our reading uh proficiency rates are already like 30 percent so this tells me that if they're testing for that with that in mind that they're basically just trying to test to see what words kids have memorized it's probably way worse you know what i mean and so i go to this group i go to this group meeting and i try to be up front with them because, you know, one of the women ran for school board in another county and lost, and a couple others have been involved in some stuff. But I was, you know, I let them know, like, listen, we're not ideologically aligned. Like, there's a lot of things I do and I, that I'm about that I know you're not, okay? But like, I'm not ashamed of it because, like, I've done my homework, and I got, I'm, I'm walking the walk. Uh, I'm in the trenches. I'm raising four kids. Like, I know what's good for kids and what's bad for them. So I tell them how to tell them about my podcast, you know, all this stuff. But we have a pleasant meeting, you know, hour and a half, two hour meeting. I have a wonderful meeting. I mean, everything's pleasant. We talked about going, trying to go to our capital and lobby something together and all that. <clears throat> well, I call one of the Democrat reps that I, state reps that I know, and she, or takes her and she responds rather quickly. It's like I expected because I've met with her before, so she knows I'm a, like, I'm, I'm respectful and um, all that. Not a, I'm not like a, bulldozer or anything after she takes me back I said something else about like hey well you know so me and such and such were talking and just trying to make sure I got my ducks in a row well kind of she kind of went silent after that then my the friend that I have that's working with this group I'm calling her to kind of tell her my the status on where I'm at talking with legislators and all this stuff I mean, and I can tell something's kind of going on already. 
Um, but I'm just like, you know, not. I'll be honest. I ain't got time to. I ain't got time to mess around. If I say I'm gonna do something for you, I try. I mean, I got it. I'm. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna like. My word is my bond. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna do it. Well, uh, feel bad for her. She was trying. She was like holding sand, but she was. Then she was. The slowly came. I was just like, hey, listen, like, uh, you know, they just. That group kind of looked into you, and they just, you know, they don't. They're, they don't want to be associated with you. Um, they, they don't know if they want you like to be talking about this issue. I tell you all this for a couple couple reasons. First of all, like in Kentucky, we have I think it's a hundred and eleven of our one hundred and thirty eight state legislators are are Republican. So if there's anybody they want talk, they don't want to talk about this issue. It's their damn selves, because nobody's gonna listen to them. Okay, I'll also tell you this because I want to encourage the others that get sucked in the same way I do. I'm wanting to be a good person. That we don't owe the left anything. They're on the wrong side of history on this stuff. And just because they're on the right side of this issue, we don't need them. Nor do they deserve a notch in their belt. Okay, and then lastly, I'll tell you this because this is who they are. They're not doing any of this stuff for kids or for some great for some great some greater purpose. They're doing it for their own ego. They're jerks. They're egotistical jerks. They don't care about kids. They don't care that kid, they're confusing the hell out of kids and like making them all suicidal and all that stuff. It makes them feel warm and fuzzy inside. And they don't feel warm and fuzzy from going to the gym. Okay, like, they're having to do this stuff to make themselves feel good regardless of the fact that they're destroying this country. So they may have felt like they got one up on me all right, but here's the deal. I feel like I, it's the first time I uh, had this happen to me, so I kind of feel like I may have, uh, you know, I've made it maybe. <clears throat> but I also just feel like so I feel so empowered because I I didn't it didn't hurt my feelings at all. And I, listen, I'm a I'm a country boy. Country boys look we act tough, but all if all my country boys listen, they like they all we all know like. A lot of that's a false sense of bravado, okay? Like, we all care. We softies. That's why all, it's like all the country dads, all got all, they all got daddy's girls because we soft. All right? But, like, so I assumed I was going to be kind of, like, a little butthurt over it. But, nope, I was like, dude, I'm trying to go hard in the paint. Because, like, it showed me they, they are who they thought I, they were who I thought they were. And I hope they're listening, and I hope they know they should be ashamed of themselves. And that there's nothing they can do to make me stop doing what needs to be done for the children of the state. It's shame on them. They don't want me. They don't want somebody that can get something done for them to talk about an issue. I got news for them. I didn't want to use your damn name anyways. And you you better not be using my name if you was in, if you're going to meetings either. 
I'd put a stop to that real quick because I don't name drop. If you ask, if you if one of y'all were to call your state legislator right now or your state rep, like chances are they know me. And if you asked them if they knew me, they would probably t they would tell you yes. But I tell I I don't want names thrown around because none of us can manage each other's each other's relationships and each other's um, egos and uh, backstories and you know I can handle I can handle my own reputation and let them handle theirs. We work together when we can. But make no mistake about it. I'm not going to stop doing something because you don't want me talking about it. Because you are as irrelevant in that building down there as anyone could possibly be. My nine-year-old son is more relevant in that building and would be able to get more meetings than you would. So, food for thought there. Now, instead of talking about this, the, our, the bill in detail... What, I'm, what I've dubbed the Childhood Protection Act of 2023. I'm going to put everybody on to a little, little, little website here. Let's see if we can see it. All right, so we, it's, this website is Aaron, Aaron in the morn com. I'll try to put it in the show notes. This is like, Aaron, so Aaron in the morning. So what she does is she basically tracks anti-trans anti legislation. It's bull. Such a, I mean, it's such a false flag type stuff. But she's tracking like where the you know where the worst anti you know, anti trans legislation and all this stuff is. All right, but listen, these people believe this stuff. They really, they really think that what they're doing is better for kids. And so we have to believe we have to know what we're doing is the right course of action as well. Because one of our one of our methods is going to win out. One of our ideologies is going to win. And we will have no one but ourselves to blame if it's theirs. Because we was too we, we were punks and we didn't do it. Because we were soft. And we didn't have the gumption to dig deep and do what our daggone kids needed us to do. It'll be on me, it'll be on you. Actually, it won't be on me because I'm telling you right now, I'm like I'm going hard. But one that's like, she's got here, the worst states right now is Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Tennessee, Alabama, Florida. But high-risk states, Kentucky's on there. So here's some states she says there's like high risk of stuff going in. We got Idaho, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Ohio, South Carolina, South Dakota, Utah, Virginia, West Virginia. <clears throat> so I started looking into some of these states on some of the bills they're they're doing and here's what I want to tell everybody. Man. This is like something special is happening here. Some of these states, the stuff they're like, the way they're trying to attack these issues, it makes no sense. In North Dakota, they were trying to they were trying to tie like the pronouns you use to like DNA or something. Stop trying to be so smart because you think they are equally as smart. What they're saying is lunacy. Just do something simple. Listen. Ain't nobody own a pronoun anyways. I don't care. I mean, like, I'm going to try to be respectful of people. But, like, in the day, I'm going to call you and I'm going to call you. And a teacher, all that stuff, like, what was on your original birth certificate? That's what we're going to call you. 
because we owe it to you as a child to give you to give you a sense of security and consistency and a fundamental foundation of your life. And if everything is fluid, you won't have that. And just let me tell you something as a kid that didn't have that, that is never, never sleeping under the same roof as his daddy, had a two-week, uh, two, uh, uh, like a two-week-old a brother that was two weeks like, older or younger than me that was stillborn by another woman. All right, so I should have a brother say two weeks older than me by someone else. All right. Dad didn't graduate high school. Died of a drug overdose. In, Apple, in drug riddled Appalachia. Been dealing with daddy issues my whole life. Lived with my grandparents. Raised by my grandparents. Loved my mommy. She did a great job too, but it's like I had the typical Appalachian story. Dude, the last thing I needed well, somebody start trying to fill my head up with this garbage that I can be Zer and all that. Same goes for people in the hood. Same goes for people that, that, that are marginalized economically. Okay, that are minority. All, like, they don't. We, this this stuff is this stuff is toxic. So what we're doing here, they don't even know what we're doing yet. I cannot wait. I've already told Josh Calloway, the guy that's going to be, like, you know, from Arden County, it's going to be this primary sponsor on this bill. Man, first of all, he's just so, like, dude's got balls of steel. He's just going, he's just doing it. Lindsay Tischer in the Senate that I've been working with. Wonder Woman, just doing it. She ain't scared of nobody. All right? Bill Wesley, all these, some of these other people that have filed legislation dealing with this. They're fed up. All right, they're not come. They don't need the left to make them feel good about themselves. They they love their wives and their husbands. Their kids love them. They have good families. They're not they're not looking outside to get like adoration from anyone. They're trying to do good. I don't know what some of these states are doing with some. They're thinking way too hard. So whenever this Aaron in the morning gets gets a whiff of what we're about, about what we about to do, oh boy, I cannot wait. It's gonna be oh, it's gonna be fun. So I just think everybody should hop on this website and follow them on Twitter. I, I got it. I got uh, wind of her from. If y'all don't follow, uh, obviously lives at TikTok. You know, like I think I can't remember if I found it, if I found her through that through them or if it was through. I think it was through Gays for Groomers. Let's see. Yeah, I'm sorry, Gays Gays for Groomers. What am I talking about? Scratch that. Gays against Groomers. And I saw their uh, lady that is the head of that organization on Timcast IRL the other night. And she, I mean, again, it's it's not us against everyone else. Okay, it's a, this really is a small segment that's just the loudest people in the room. Like y'all may not believe this, but there's a whole bunch of homosexual people out in the world that like have traditional values. That really do just want to live their life. Okay, that like know that know that their their life, their lifestyle, whatever you call it, is, is different. They can't have biological children, all that stuff. It's like, but they still care about children. Like this guy yeah, gets groomers like I mean, like I could see in her eyes that she's disgusted that her that like something that 
is uh, has to do with her life. You know, the fact that she's obviously she she's she's a lesbian. That like people that these the drag queen story hour people are like associating just simply being gay as like it's just synonymous with being wanting to be a wanting to do drag queen story hours in front of little children. So yeah, so it was the gays get screamers. But it's like I'm gonna t- I just want to tell Kentucky. It's like there's other other everyone else. All the, there's not everyone else. A lot of other states are trying to get out in front of this, but they're still they're still not even going about it the right way. And like everybody thinks in Kentucky that we're all backwards and hillbillies and don't wear shoes and all that. Man, how exciting is it that we can get out in front of something and do something right, man? And just be like, once upon a time we we're the gateway to the freaking West. Daniel Boone. You know what I'm saying? Davy Crockett. Going through the Cumberland Gap. Pioneers, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. We can do it. It's right here. We got it. We already got it ready to go. So they're, you know, they're saying that we're like in the warm category of being bad. Like they don't even know. what they, Stuff ain't even been filed yet. So what we're doing in schools, in, to clean up our schools, is going to be like, it's magnificent. I'm worried about once it pa- I'm worried about once it passes because I don't know that I'll be affiliated with anything that's like that this was like a you know my uh role in it was like my Sistine Chapel. So I don't know if I'll ever do anything as impactful. That's okay. Because it ain't about me anyway, right? I'm not a l I'm not an elected official. I can't cast a vote. Like no one no one other than like the people in my in my in my circle. And subscribers to my channel is going to even know I had I I was even involved in it, and that's fine because it ain't about me. All right, so I, I would follow Gazy Streamers, follow the uh, follow Libs TikTok, all that. I mean, like again, they're doing good stuff over there, and they have a huge reach. And I'd keep an eye on that Aaron in the morning, just because again, I think they're doing the research she's doing helps us. You know what I mean? So I'd follow her as well. All right, so here's what I'm wanting to hope, what I'm hoping to do today. We're gonna to go through some stories, and I'm gonna give you my little two cents on stuff. But I'm, I'm reading these to you because everything we're gonna talk about is something that we're going that we're addressing in this bill and the bill that we're gonna be getting filed. Okay. And it, each of the each of these topics is like each of them are important, right? But like when you have a 30-day session where you can only meet for 30 days as a legislature, I don't know that any one of these things is an, is a, is important enough to every, to everybody to get it talked about. So that's why it's important that the bill that we've written, our, we'll call it an omnibus bill or whatever. But listen, it's a people it's a people driven bill. I keep calling myself the people's lobbyist. I'm just telling you right now. I don't know in the state of Kentucky that it's one civilian. And his spouse and his family, or her spouse or her family, whatever, it's like, went this hard for free before. And I can't do it forever. This is maybe my last rodeo. And if I'm going to keep doing it in the future, having the success is going to be, and having this to get through is going to, is going to need to happen. Okay. So we crafted this thing in a way to where all these, some bigger, more important, some lesser important, but like have big circumstances or certain circumstances where they're a super big deal. 
We've got it all wrapped into one. And we've already looked for all the blind spots, places where they can look at us and try to say we're bigots or we're like, we didn't think about this and we're trying to, it's like, we've already done that. You know, we've made sure with the bathroom prophecy that somebody can't come in and say, well, their bill will keep emergency personnel from going in and uh, giving, if there was, if it was a male ER person, they wouldn't be able to go into the bathroom and give a female Narcan. Already, already took care of it. Well, what if there's girl, girls' basketball games, the, the visiting girls' team goes into the boys' locker room, took care of it already. They can be designated by, at any given time. A school can say, at this moment, this boys' locker room is a girls' locker room. Until further notice. Happens all the time. So we've already we've looked into those things. And here's what we're also going to say. That this has been a fight we've been fighting for a long time. And it's it's taken this, you know, sometimes it's like experience. There's no, there's no uh, substitute for experience. Sometimes things just take time. Okay? But the main thing we're seeing now, and it was like, I didn't even know that one of the attorneys I've worked with along the, along the way on this bill, has he's been in this fight since at least 2013 because he was uh, involved in uh, some lawsuits regarding transgender privacy, you know, like for the heterosexual students or the, say, gender-conforming students. I mean, like, whatever. The girls that knew that, the girls that didn't question they were girls. And really what's, what this bill is about and what all these other states need to realize is stop trying to fix one issue and realize, and realize that what you're trying to do is give your litigators in your state a new playbook. Because across this country, all the playbooks we have in there right now from a state law standpoint have been based on this good faith, you know, that everyone was the same person, Okay. And that everyone in your state had a sim, you know, at least had similar values, and um, everybody had some uh, skin in the game, and there's going to be some good faith efforts put in. All it's gone now. So what this is going to show is that this is paramount that this gets through for one reason, because without it, it doesn't matter. We already know court challenges are not going to win with the under with the current language. It's on state like legislative books in the sense it's Kentucky revised statutes pornographic material obscene material is not going to get removed from schools it's not we have like example after example after example after example of it getting shot down through every available path to recourse that we have in in the Kentucky, we already know that if, if a kid thinks he's a is saying he's a girl and he's got the biggest Johnson in the school, they're gonna let him use the, they're gonna let him use the girls' bathroom. No matter if your your fourth grade daughter might 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 accidentally be in there or not, and he's in seventh grade. We know this because the courts have told us this. So without a new playbook, 
without good language tied to previous court precedent. And that's that's one of the magical things about a couple of items in the bill that we that, that's getting filed is like how we've tied language in to previous Supreme Court cases to make it rock solid. So that again, when our attorneys go into our courtroom, they can say, listen, I'm not making up some new argument. This terminology was used by your colleagues on the Supreme Court. The problem was, up until now, it hadn't been codified. We just did it. So y'all said it was what... You all used the term. We just put it in state law. How are they going to deny that? Okay, but some of the stuff that's in there, again, one thing I see the left doing is I see them trying to come and nitpick this bill to death. I welcome it. Okay, because we've done our homework and we got we got ammo ready and examples ready for every single one of them. Okay, so let's just let's just dive into a few of these. So we have one one section in there that deals with uh, student records and how every the parents are have the have a right to receive these records digitally free of charge. Someone said, "Well, what a." What if they don't have them digitally and it's and it's six thousand pages? Figure it out. They get they have a right to one copy of them free. That's what the, that's what the school systems are doing. We're saying that well, parents can't reason can't expect that, okay? Because they'll be the school systems will be reasonable. No, they won't be. They are punitive and hateful and resentful. And disgusted with the fact that you want to see that paperwork because they're better than you. Example number one for this. So Texas mom fighting back after school district demands $7,000 for bullying records. My son is not safe. This is by Elizabeth Heckman, Fox News, published December 27, 2022. Texas mother is fighting back after school district demanded she pay over $7,000 to access bullying records as she investigates harassment against her son. Terry Chumchall and her attorney, Warren Norred, joined American Newsroom Tuesday to discuss her case and the push to get the Texas Attorney General involved. As a parent, I have every right to know what's going on in the school and why my son is not safe in the school district. Her 13-year-old son has endured two years of verbal and physical bullying targeted his Korean-American heritage, according to the family. Last month, she filed a public records request with Joshua Independent School District for the number of bullying incidents Assault, police, and grievance reports filed between 2015 and 2022. It's in our bill. We've already talked about that. They actually have to provide all this stuff, all this stuff to you. Lawyers for the district responded that since it does not have any existing documents reflecting a total number or the resources to run a search for reports automatically manually retrieving 6,636 pages of reports and redacting all confidential information would cost a staggering $7,111.12 according to a letter obtained by the Daily Wire. Chimdall's attorney argued that obtaining the records shouldn't cost a dime and vowed that the school district cannot get away with this. The family is now asking for the state to get involved filing an appeal. These are numbers that have to be compiled and given to the state. So the state's Texas the state's Texas Education Agency every year anyways, Norad said. Most of this work should have already been done. 
But listen to this. If we don't make them do it, hold them accountable for it, spot check them on it, they're going to call your bluff because the left calls people's bluffs. They don't act in good faith. They say they're, they're going to move on. It's like they're, they're, they, they, don't, they don't mean it. We'll just schmooze them and make them feel good. And we'll, or, or we'll scare them to death with, the, with throwing around the words bigot, bigotry and racism, and they'll back off. She said the administration has not shown her family any sympathy and wants to turn a blind eye. I think that the school needs to provide a safe environment for all children, not just mine. Despite the bullying, she said her son does does not want to leave the school where he also has friends. I just I just would make sure that people understand that it takes parents stepping up like Terry and saying you can't do this as long as a parent steps up. We address bullying in the bill. We address the fact that if we don't put in, we don't codify the fact that they can't charge parents for this for this this information, they will. We take care of that too. Next. This is from... What date is this from? I know it was from last month. I think it was December 9th. I'm pretty sure it's December 9th, 2022. <clears throat> it says, Michigan school district retur- districts return to mask mandates despite lack of evidence supporting them. People will be like, well, the masks don't matter anymore. They're not masking. Bull. Kentucky legislature, listen to me. You all know this is what the left does. They wait for y'all to get out of Frankfurt, and then they start doing crazy stuff. And again, if we don't address it now, we're going to be playing catch-up again in 10 years whenever now they're trying to make kids wear earmuffs. And then wonder why our literacy rates are dropping down because they won't admit they can't hear the teacher. Again, we address this in the bill. Except we expand it out. It's masks, it's earmuffs, it's any medical any any medical device. And anytime they start requiring someone to do something for a medical reason, it becomes a medical device. Also, more importantly, in our state, one big issue is I thought about this the last episode. The immunizations, the vaccines that we can require that we require in the state. We have one statute. It's like KRS. What is it? Uh, it's one five eight something. It has a list like polio and all that. Well, people think that's the only ones that are allowed to be required for kids that have to go to school. No, that's a, that's an inclusion inclusionary list. So at any moment, a school system, any one or all of them, or the Department of Health, or the Board of Education, could say, "Ah, oh, well, these kids need to get a COVID vaccine." Have y'all seen dot suddenly? Have y'all been paying attention to all the like athletes around this world that have been like stone cold dropping? Again, call me conspiracy conspiracy theorist all, all you want. If you're if you're in the medical field, do no harm. Kids are not dying from this. We shouldn't even be having this conversation. Let's get back to the article. School children in Ann Arbor will be forced to wear a mask in school yet again. It's the latest in a long line of examples of school administrators bowing to science denialism. Ann Arbor Public Schools announced that mass mandates will now be enforced in all in all indoor environments for everyone on campus. That includes students, visitors, and staff in a futile attempt to combat a surge of illness. This is a nonsensical policy that is demonstrably incapable of combating illnesses of any kind. And a study of neighboring school districts in North Dakota found that there was no difference in case rates between those that wore masks and those that didn't. 
randomized controlled trials, blah, 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 blah. I don't care about the science. Republicans, stop trying to be scientists. Most Republicans get elected, y'all ain't doctors and, and you, ain't, you ain't nurses. Like you, you, know, you got charisma and you're attorneys or like you were in the military or you were a teacher or you're just a coach that everybody knows so you ran for office because why not? Okay, but you're, on, you're definitely not a rocket scientist. You don't understand empirical studies, nor do you need to. That's not what we're asking you to do and what this bill will, t- be, will be saying. It'll be saying, it ain't your job. So we can close this, immune, this, uh, this vaccine statute off to where, at least for kids, the school system to, make, to, make, to have them come to school, they won't be able to require any more vaccines than what is statutorily required in that one list. Like, arguably, we need, we need to do that for everyone. This will at least take care of children. <clears throat> this person says, Local officials and local authorities bought in misrepresentations from Dr. Fauci and the CDC and now have permanent justification in their minds to force me mass students on a whim. And this is a good point. I keep making this. I'm going to keep making it until we, get, until we take care of it. At this point, we have told school boards it's their job. So as of right now, if there's a flu outbreak or something and they and they haven't, they don't institute some kind of mask mandate. Some kid dies. Because they can say that, well, if they had a mask, maybe they weren't like they will have grounds for some for a lawsuit. And in normal times, I would say it would be thrown out. But they'll play the they'll play the immunocompromised card and like show you some pictures of a kid being sick in the hospital that would make anybody sad. And they'll win. So if you don't put it in put it in statute, that it ain't the legislature's job, nor is it the school board job to be talking about infection rates and case rates and death rates and all that nonsense. If you don't put it in there, it'll forever be it'll forever be something talked about at school board meetings. Next, January eighteenth, twenty twenty three, dailywire.com. Megan Kelly says there is no safe space for now for girls. Megan Kelly said there is no safe space now for girls amid the trans and gender identity push that is everywhere. From the American Girl Doll Company to the local YMCA. Yep, I'll tell you my personal story in a second. During the Sirius XM, the Megan Kelly Show podcast on Tuesday, the host spoke with two former beauty queen pageant winners and moms, Britt Mayer and or Meyer, whatever, and Carrie Priagene. Both have become vocal about what they call the war being waged on women and girls. In the segment, Kelly introduced a story out of San Diego County where 17-year-old Rebecca Phillips spoke, spoke out against her local YMCA, saying she was terrified when she had come out of the shower to change in the locker room and saw a fully naked adult male with his with his pecker uncovered. It didn't say pecker in this, but I'm trying to give you a little Kentucky, little Kentucky uh bend bend on this one. The host noted that the YMCA was in California where the law requires them to let any person use the locker room of or bathroom that aligns with their chosen gender identity. Let me be clear. 
There's no difference between a state that that's, that straight up says you have to allow them to use the bathroom and a state that is silent on the issue. They are one and the same. Because at the end of the day, there is one one governmental entity that has that has spoken on this. And it's the executive branch of the United States and the Biden administration. Title IX has been changed without a, without anybody voting for it, without a public hearing, public review period, any of that to include gender ideology stuff. And they're going to let the all the wives says are going to let it happen because they know they'll sue and they'll win. Or they'll sue and they'll get such terrible press. So state legislatures, you gotta you gotta step up and you gotta do something. Because right now we haven't done anything. Everybody pray for Bill Wesley. Thank thank him for his for his uh staunch determination and conviction to to tackle this issue. Because I think he knows that as well. He knows a, a state that is silent. Silence is violence, baby. If you don't, if you if you don't have it codified by in a statute that they that they can't allow that, it's as bad as straight up explicitly saying you allow it. Because all the other entities underneath that, underneath the state legislature, these school boards and these like individual school policies and procedures and practices, they're unwritten and just kind of you know understood. They're all allowing it. Kelly said this law underscores the dangers and the trauma that it, that this can induce for a woman who's expecting to see only other women in there. Kelly asked if being respectful of a trans person wipes out the ability for a woman to have to have any spaces that are reserved for actual women. No, we can't, she continued, noted the, noting the California lawmakers have said no. The YMCA has since... has since released a statement that promised to re- to review its locker room floor plans. Kelly said that, and Megan Kelly's right on this, Kelly said that means most likely transgender people will get the big locker room, the big pretty one, you know, with the sauna in it. And the smaller area at the wild will be where biological women get bounced because they know the trans person will sue them. So if you think I'm a dumb redneck, backwoods redneck, and not wearing shoes, I don't have shoes on right now. Megan Kelly's a good-looking, sophisticated, educated, like successful, got accolades on the wall woman. Like she's saying the same thing I'm saying. Kelly and her guests then discussed parents recently discovering a book from the American Girl, Girl Doll Company promoting and encouraging kids to take puberty blockers if they wanted to change their gender identity. Uh, gender, gender identity. She said the book Body Image is described as a smart girl's guide to socially and medically transitioning from one gender to another. There's no safe space now for girls, the former Fox News host shared. The little girls, they can't go to school without having drag queen story hours shoved down their... That's one. That's what, what the article I think she cussed there. I love I love all these people that are going and going leaving the big box store news outlets and finding out who they are and hearing them, I hear them cuss and go on. 
Like everyone knows, I'll admit I got a, I got a terrible mouth, but I do believe that like there's this article that shows that uh, people that can curse well are high, are like highly intelligent. I think I've I fall in that category. What do you think? Doubt it. The little girls they can't go to school without having drag queen story hour shoved down there. You know what? They can't go to the American doll, American girl doll without getting this foisted upon them. They can't go to the YMCA for a little recreation without walking by a naked male penis while trying to change out of their bathing suit, she added. Meyer noted that the wise open locker room policy is in effect in 26 states, not just California. I haven't done this research, but I, I, it would not surprise me Kentucky's one of those 26. And I'm going to tell you why. I, I was on the board until recently of the largest YMCA in the state of Kentucky, Norton Commons. Well, I'm sitting here in Louisville. And one reason, I used to go hard for them trying to fundraise, going out there and making dials. And, you know, I ain't rich, so I ain't got tons of money. I can donate, but, like, I got energy. And I'm willing to get on the phones and ask people for money, all that. <clears throat> My third wasn't during COVID. They were, they were all in on this being COVID idiots. I mean, I couldn't listen to the other board members talk. I couldn't. They were mad. They masked kids longer even than Jefferson County school system here. And everyone knows that JCPS board here was, they're lunatics. The YMCA masked kids longer. And that's one reason in the bill it says any, any building owned, leased, or operated or shared with a school has to abide by the, the, the medical sections of this bill and guess what Norton Commons why shares a building with the school system and yes daddy did put that in there on purpose with him in mind so whenever the YMCA CEO gets pissed just direct send him my way tell him I'm the long haired crazy bearded redneck that runs up and down the road every single day in the summer he can stop me on the road I'll talk to him But even more than that, one reason I would think it's a high likelihood that we're one of those states is back during, I remember when it was, I still got the pictures on my phone. I was going to all the YMCA's around here in Louisville. And the amount of like Pride Month rainbow imagery inside the inside of the gyms and the YMCA buildings, it was it's so disheartening. And when you'd read the posters, the stuff wasn't, it wasn't geared towards adults. It was geared towards kids. Like, next time you're on a walk, think about someone who's, who's gay and how, how you think differently and that maybe you should try thinking the way they think and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, the YMCA. So, I mean, like, we can't, we, we got to get our house in order, people. Even the even Christian organizations today, like hold everybody at arms at arm's length. We gotta hold everybody to account. And we gotta do some we gotta do some weed some weed eating. Pull some weeds out of our culture and get them out. Stop letting people use the word Christian so they can uh use that against us when they really don't have traditional Christian values. So we take care of this issue. Next. Now, this is where we're going to go straight back to, we're going to 
we're coming back to Kentucky here. So we talked about the Oklahoma situation where there was a, you know, a transgender dude or transgender girl that was a dude beat up two chicks in a bathroom. But the police report made it seem like it was a cat fight. It was three girls. Nope, it was a boy beating up on two girls. You may say it's Oklahoma. This fight's been brewing here in Kentucky for a while. So this is September, September 26, 2014. Wave 3 News Appeals Board upholds high school bathroom policy for transgender teen. A transgender teenager who was born male but identifies as female can continue to use a women's restroom and locker room at a Jefferson County Public School. In a 5-1 to one vote, an appeal board appealed after in high school's non-discrimination policy Thursday. Non-discrimination policy. It's like, it's not, wait, it's non it's discriminatory. It's discriminatory to protect a woman's right to privacy and to be able to expect to be using the restroom around other females. Am I getting that right? Does that really not piss you feminists off that fought for... Are all those old feminists dead now or something? <clears throat> this non-discrimination policy states that the school must accept the gender identity of each student in the certs and shouldn't discriminate on the use of school space on the basis of gender identity nor gender expression. The current JCBS policy... Allows individuals to set their own policies. There allows individual schools to set their own policies on the use of facilities. The appeals board is composed of three teachers appointed by the president of the Jefferson County Teacher Association. So three teachers appointed by the most corrupt, left-wing, liberal organization in the state of Kentucky. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not appointing the conservative football coach. That's got four daughters. That's willing to. That's willing to die protecting them. They're not appointing them. They're appointing the people, that are. Flaming liberal tree huggers. It has two parents appointed by the 15th district PTA and a school administrator appointed by the president of the Jefferson County Association of School Administrators. I just want to know why is our legislature letting so much be tied to. Teachers unions, shame on y'all. I know most of y'all, the ones that are now, weren't the ones making these decisions for the most part. If they were elected post twenty seventeen, most likely they had nothing to do with this. If you were elected pre twenty seventeen, shame on y'all for letting. Like, like again, like you can't you can't rely on good faith. I'm somebody who I just want to know the rules. I don't want to say, well, we, we, we're we not going to call out of bounds. We're in a basketball game. I, you know, just play it. I'm like, no, it went out of bounds. Take the damn ball. It's your ball. I'd have been like, you got to say no. Jefferson Teacher Association, you're not in this picture whatsoever. They have no right to be in this conversation. It's despicable. Attorney Clint Elliott argued allowing transgender students to use the restroom of their Choice violates other students' right to privacy, so students get to choose the restroom or locker room they use without any apparent monitor or control measures in place under the policy and no control to assure safety or privacy. And he's right, because here's the deal. They don't want to monitor it. They don't want to control it, because they know it's wrong. So they want 
They want plausible deniability in both directions. That's why a lot of these policies aren't in writing. They're gentlemen's agreements. You know, or just like understood practices. Now, Mr. Elliot, Clint Elliot Esquire here, he's been in the trenches a long time. I appreciate him. He's a he's a good dude. And when I talk and like when I say I'm like working with people trying to give them a new playbook, this is one dude specifically. I'm trying to give him a new playbook. And I can tell when he talks to me, like he ain't figured me out yet. He's like, I just know he's thinking like, all right, this damn dude, he's different. John Ross Marcus Scott, he's different. I he's like, I'm, I can tell he's like, I ain't sure. I'm not sure yet. But like, we're getting there. Right? Because like I listen, I like earning people's trust. I like I like having to earn that. That's how America's supposed to work. I don't deserve your trust. I don't deserve you to just take what I say as gospel. I ain't Jesus. I I might look like him with the hair and stuff. I ain't him. I like to think sometimes he's he's using me to try to do something special here. Before I, before he let makes me ride off in the sunset afterwards. But when I say I'm working with people smarter than me, Sterney's one of the that I've spoken with, and I'm like, listen, tell me what you need in the trenches. What what you need the playbook to like here's the defense we're playing against. What plays do you want to run to help you win the game? Elliot, who represented several Atherton students and parents who opposed the policy, asserted the non-discretion language does not reflect federal statutes. At this time, so this is back in 2014, Congress is not determined to is not determined to amend the Civil Rights Act of 64 to expressly add gender identity or to open bathrooms to the opposite sex of the civil right. They actually may have done that now, but we do know they've changed Title IX. Atherton's principal defended the school's site-based decision-making council's resolution to add gender identity to its non-discretion policy. Is the question, here's what he says, is, is the question really about privacy or is it about comfort? Just because someone does not feel comfortable does not mean their rights are being violated. Our policy recognizes gender identity as a real issue that deserves accommodation within a school system. Screw you, dude. I don't know who this Atherton Tom Aberley is. But dude, you're, you're not a good person. You think you're nice, you're a nice guy, but you're doing more harm than good. You're ter- you're awful for these children, and I don't need to see what you've done. Otherwise, what accolades you got, how many awards you've won. If you really think this, you are hurting more kids than you're helping. It just is what it is. I'm not afraid to say that. Okay, I ain't a preacher. I don't. I'm not. I'm not bound by these. Where I've got to. Keep my mouth shut if I don't want if I can be nice. No, like no, listen. Look at me. You're an asshole. Next one. Transgender bathroom bill passes the Kentucky Senate. So this is February 2015. So kind of in response to that. In a move sparking debate over privacy and civil rights, the Kentucky Senate passed legislation Friday to usurp a policy at Atherton High School in Louisville and Govern where transgender students can use the restroom in public schools. Republican backed measure would forbid transgender students from using school bathrooms. Designated for the opposite biological sex. Republican Senator C.B. Embry. He just retired. He was a real, he's a real nice feller. Calls it common sense. Approach to guide school administrators and safeguard privacy in areas where students are in a state of undress. State of undress. Remember that term. 
It's in the bill. We don't just say that. We don't just say those the words, those three words, state of undress. We define it in detail. We're leaving no stone unturned. Supporters argue that the rule would also would help protect transgender students from bullying and harassment by, by providing separate accommodations. But opponents charged Friday that lawmakers are yielding to fear and discrimination. They said the bill will strip flexibility from school districts and violate federal guidelines on civil rights for changing their students. No, here's the truth. They know if principals have this ability to make these decisions, they can bully them into submission with the fear of lawsuits and public ridicule, all that. Just do what we need to do. Reginald Thomas, Democrat, I think he's from Lexington, we need to acknowledge this, that this is the civil rights issue of our current time, and today the Senate has failed the people of Kentucky. So this dude, is a he's black, African-American, Democrat. He's likening Biological boys wanting to use a biological girl's restroom. He's comparing that to abhorrent individuals participating in one of the most disgusting practices this country's ever participated in. By doing things of like telling black people they got to sit at the back of the bus because we don't want to get like the same like have the same butt sweats in our seat. We don't want to drink out of the same water fountain as black people. That's what they. Like, he's comparing it to that. And if anybody thinks it's the same thing, we have no reason to ever even be in the same vicinity of each other. We're in different universes. It's absolutely, I mean, that's I, the fact he would say that. Now, what's funny to me, 2015, this was our Senate passing this, and we couldn't get out of the House. Now we kind of got the flip flop of that. So I'm glad I had to do this. I'm glad I had to do this. Uh, I did this episode because I found a couple of names in here. I ain't going to say them out loud that I'm going to be, uh, that I know now I can go to, and they're going to be, uh, they just need to know what we're doing, and then they're, they're going to be behind it. Senate Education Chairman Mike Wilson, who's, all, who's now the Senate Majority Whip, pointed to statistics showing that one in four college women report falling victim to sexual assault over their lifetime. We live in a day of political correctness, I believe, that is pressuring us to change the way that we do things. He's right. They're trying to, cha- they're trying to get us to change the way that we do things on such a fundamental level that we can't give our daughters a safe place to go take a piss. To go put on some blush and come back out and look nice for their date. Be to go to prom and be all dolled up and know they don't have somebody in the corner back over here like you know what I mean? And I'm not I'm not sitting there trying to say that all the transgender kids are all like are again the sad thing about this is 
these adults are hurting them by enabling everything and not allowing anyone to just have a conversation and try to be honest without calling them a bigot and everything. Okay, these are the same parents that think kids don't want bedtimes. Well, listen, I didn't have a bedtime, and damn it, I wish I could go back in time and I'd get me, I'd get me a good little 9 o'clock bedtime. Kids want rules. They need direction. You're, we're supposed to steward the next generation. We don't, they're not, we're not here to be their friends. Get your ego out of it. If you need self-confidence, go get your fat butt in the gym and work out a little bit. Don't get it from like, don't get your self-confidence from your kid act, like thinking you're their friend. Shame on you. Fast forward 2017, starting this year. So this is so, uh, by David Mattingly. This is from Wave 3 News. New transgender policy to accommodate younger students at Jefferson County School. That's the title, to accommodate younger students. Starting this year at May Zeke Middle School will allow transgender students to pick the restroom they, they gender identify with. Oh, that's so sweet and nice. Oh, my goodness. May Zeke Middle becomes the third Jefferson County Public School to adopt a transgender restroom policy, but it is the first to focus exclusively on a younger set of students. 11, okay, so 11 transgender students that were 12 and 13 years old can choose any boy or girl labeled restroom. It will be up to administrators to find ways to best accommodate their needs. The school's policy states transgender students will be allowed to choose in accordance with their gender identity. No student shall be compelled to use an alternate restroom. In accordance with their gender identity, no student, no student shall be compelled to use an an alternate restroom. So they say it will be up to administrators to find ways to best accommodate their needs. But no student shall be compelled to use an alternate restroom. So administrators won't be doing nothing. They're not allowed. If a, somebody else thought they were a boy yesterday, now says they think they're a girl today, says they're going in the girl's bathroom, damn it, they're going in the girl's bathroom. No student shall be compelled to use an, alter, an alternate restroom. They can't suggest they use the teacher's bathroom. They cannot. Y'all been telling me I'm lying. I'm not lying. This is true. This stuff's true. The public schools are against us. It's happening, people. I'm not lying to you. The student who identifies with a gender identity different from theirs assigned at birth can work with school administrators to use a restroom facility that matches their gender identity. Mazik Principal Chris Burba said, We will sensitively make sure that the teachers and staff are aware of the plan, but nothing changes in terms of school operation. So nothing's even changing. They're even, they're even straight up saying it. They're saying the quiet part out loud. It ain't changing anyways. They're just putting it in paper now, putting it, on, putting it in writing. <clears throat> unlike, the unlike the transgender policy at J. Graham Brown School, Mazik will not create a gender-neutral restroom. The Brown policy went into effect last school year, allowing students in grades 6 through 12 to use the new restroom. Brown administrators say it is used primarily by older teens. They use it, they wash their hands and leave. There have not been any instances of problems we've had with students using it. The adoption of transgender policy at Mazik indicates the move to accommodate the gender identity of students is trending younger. This is in 2017. It's trending younger. 
Shannon Favre is the mother of a transgender amazing student who believes it's never too early for schools to act. Never too early for schools to act. Is it ever too is it too early for you to be a terrible parent? You probably were from the 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 moment of conception. As soon as kids start articulating, as soon as three or four can start saying, This isn't my body, this is not right. Favre said if they if she thinks that, that woman is not fit to be a parent. Three and four year olds are idiots. I've had four of them. I got two that are right now. They ain't real smart. They're getting there. I love them. They're beautiful, sweet little babies. I love my babies. But they for dang sure don't know anything about gender. And this, this woman is, I mean, like, that's laughable. Mazik follows a series of transgender policy successes. The first week at Atherton High School, which became the first to institute a transgender policy covering both restrooms and locker rooms, that policy became a model for national guidelines promoted by the Obama administration. Kentucky you can lead in. The, you can lead the, in the right direction too. Search Joni. They're lead, I, I guarantee you, people in California were saying, "Look, it's happening. In, it's happening in Kentucky. So we need to move. We need to go even further now because we're we're crazy California." I'm telling you, it's happening. I'm telling you, they're not telling you things whenever your kids are when things are when your kids are doing stuff. I'm telling you that they're like when. It, I've had teachers tell me they wouldn't tell a parent if their 12-year-old was pregnant unless it was from a criminal act. There's like evidence upon evidence upon evidence upon evidence that public school practices say that you are not to notify teachers unless a student specifically tells you to. And we will address that in this bill, and we have. They are going to, I mean, their, 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 their heads are going to blow off their skulls. Or would it be skulls blow off their heads? They're not, no, they're, 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 their minds are going to be blown. They're not going to know what to do. I hope they direct the hate at me. Because I, I will sleep well at night. All right, last one. And this is why we gotta act on this stuff, okay? Well, not not why. Another reason why. It plays a factor. Unfortunately, politics always you know. We're in a gubernatorial election year, people. And our governor, if he if he gets reelected, it'll be because it'll be at the hands of teachers because he's made them all think that he loves them and all that. When really he just loved it, he just made their unions know that they, he loves them. And so they do their bidding. And most of y'all probably know how much your union dues are coming out of your check. I asked my mom the other day how much hers was. She gave me a number from like 1993. 30 freaking years went by. She had no idea what the amount was. It's election year. We have to get this stuff on the ballot. We have to make all these things I'm saying we're addressing this bill. We have to make Andy, Andy Dandy Bashir, Uncle Andy. We have to make him come out against this stuff. We got another Second Amendment bill that I'm working on right now, and that one's going to be, uh, I can't wait for him to come out against that one. We have to make him come out against this because listen, he's on, he's on, listen, he's out on the campaign trail. 
Kentucky governor says, in JCBS, Bashir presses GOP legislature to pass education plan. Comma, teacher raises, of course. Wait till you hear what else is in this plan. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir said Wednesday in Louisville that the Republican-controlled General Assembly could pass his education, his education-focused plan that includes raises for teachers and universal preschool funding and still have one of the largest budget surpluses, surpluses in state history. What on God's green earth? I know, I know in theory, talking about universal pre-K sounds wonderful. So we want kids to be able to go to school earlier and have friends and parents to be able to work and all that. We just had a parent over here that said, you can't start too young with the indoctrination. That was Ms. Uh, Fover or whatever. Favor. Favor. She's already said that. They've already said the part out, this is the part out loud. Why would we want to begin that indoctrination sooner? He said, we can't afford to wait another year. Legislature needs the legislature needs to do it now. They can they can do it now. They're treating it like it's a red or blue issue. It's not. <laughs> By God, it is. The most the most red or blue. Making comments similar to what he said during his Commonwealth State of Address. He's calling it the Education First Plan. Unveiled in October, the plan includes the following priorities, some of which he put forward in previous years to no avail. Okay, yep. Guess what? Number one. 5% raises for every school employee in Kentucky. I'm going to try to find, I'm going to try to thread, thread the needle here. We all know teachers. Say my mom's teacher, I love her. What about what I'm talking about here? Tells you that we start talking raises before we clean up our house. I'm, listen, I come from a poor background. All right, we, I, I come from a family of haters. We hate on people that are like they got money, right? Like we're like all them rich people. You know, as soon as you, as soon as a redneck gets, makes it out, they start calling talking about calling them store bought country boys, all that. People get that way because they have their house in order. They ain't putting their their stuff on the street. All right, they handle stuff in house. You think you think they're perfect because they don't go telling everybody their business. We need to clean our house up before anybody gets any more money. Point freaking blank. Universal pre-K for all four-year-olds in full-day kindergarten in Kentucky with Mayor Craig Greenberg also intent on establishing universal pre-K in Louisville. Okay, well... I guess that's good they gave the other Democrat a little plug there, but if they were to give universal pre-K for the entire state, who gives a damn what Greg Craigberg was going to do? It was happening. Again, do we want the indoctrination to begin at an earlier age? I certainly don't want it to. Restored funding for textbooks, instructional resources, and professional development. What textbooks? What instructional resources and what professional development? Right now, teachers aren't required to take any professional development that teaches them how to educate children on how to use phonics to read. No, textbooks, instructional resources, and professional development are backdoors into 
diversity, equity, inclusion, critical race theory, social emotional learning, which we'll get to in a second. That's what that means. The textbooks literally means like and the social resources mean that they want to fund liberal causes and liberal think tanks that'll show up and give a teacher a manual, all the worksheets, everything from every single day what they're going to do, what they're going to provide to a kid to the point to where a, a teacher really may not see what's happening because they're not even having to think about it. And then you get, you get them in a room with 35 kids and everybody and those five-year-olds are acting, acting crazy like lunatics and they, they, they don't have time to think about what the indoctrination is occurring. New student loan forgiveness program that will offer a maximum $3,000 annual award for each year of employment in a public school as a teacher. Don't we already have programs that like forgive that? I mean, we act like teachers are paying for all their uh, uh, post-undergrad degrees. They're required to get them, and the school pays for them. If I'm wrong, somebody tell me that. But that's my understanding. Here we go. Funding set aside to set up statewide staff and eight regional social-emotional learning institutes so that educators have access to training on how best to help our students with their mental health. I don't want them to get that. I want them to teach these damn little kids to read. And write and do arithmetic. Teachers are great people, all right. Most of them, if they if they smart enough to go and be a psychiatrist, they might have. They probably would have done it, all right. Same way I would have. I didn't have what it takes to stay in school that long, or the drive, okay. Like, or they just had a passion to want to teach kids. I'll give them that. But with that being said, I don't want them doing like they're talking about needing to raise now. If they're full-blown psychiatrists, now they're going to be, I mean, what's the governor going to be asking for in 25 years for them to be making 100000 to start out because they're actually doctors? Social-emotional learning is an absolute Trojan horse that if any, if you know any Republican that says those words, you run for the hills and you tell everybody you know to vote for anybody else. Vote for the Democrat. I'd rather at least know what we're dealing with. Any Republican that supports anything about social emotional learning, there is nothing good about it. That's what that's that's what dealing with these worksheets they're giving kids, asking them about all kinds of drugs and sex and you know planting little racist themes in their in their brains, all this stuff. That's that's what a social emotional learning is. They paint it as if they're looking out for the kids. But really what they're trying to say is, well, we think parents are harming kids and not taking care of their kids, so we're going to do it here, and then we'll keep it from them. Okay, we'll keep we'll keep it from them. And then when they get pissed off because we kept something from them, then we'll say, well, look, they're high heads. That's why we're keeping it from them. How to help our students with their mental health. That's not your job, Andy. I really think I could do his job better than he does. And honestly, I keep saying this. And I'm, I'm saying it tongue-in-cheek. But if our legislator doesn't step up and get some stuff passed and give our, you know, our Kentucky citizens some proof that things are headed in the way that our 
where our values are as a state. I'm not saying it'll be me in the governor's mansion, but it's going to be somebody like me. Because we're, we're fed up with it. Bashir also would provide two new grant programs for school districts to provide wraparound services to students impacted by violence, substance abuse, child abuse, and parental incarceration. Wraparound services means that uh, we're going to do everything and make it sound all great. All right, but really all it means is we are going to run roughshod over what you as a parent or a caretaker or a guardian think needs to be done. And we're just going to do it. And all on the way, we're going to enrich all of our liberal homies. Don't fall for it. And then reestablishing a traditional defined benefits pension plan for teachers after the legislature overrode his veto and approved putting new teachers on a hybrid plan. Y'all don't want to hear this. But listen, defined pension, defined pension benefit plans, like, they're gone. And I know y'all didn't like Matt Bevan, but listen, he was right. The Democrats that the state elected for decades ran that teacher pension into the ground because at the end of the day you, the, the the money has to be there and again they were enriching their buddies their advisors and all that stuff and like assuming rates they were never getting making you promises knowing they weren't going to be there in 20 years when you started you know tell them to pay up they wanted to get elected and they wanted you to pat them on the butt at church Everything he's saying here is disingenuous. I'm, I'm uh, grazing through this here real quick. I asked what else he will specifically do to try to get Republican lawmakers on board with his education first plan and if he has discussed it more with GOP leadership since the stated Commonwealth address. There's no magic wand. There's no trick in dealing with the General Assembly. He mentioned Indiana as a Republican leader. Governor Eric Holcomb, who supports raises for teachers. But here, you know what we're doing. We're asking them to do the right thing. That's it. Just do the right thing. Live out our faith and values. Treat our neighbors as ourselves. Live out our faith and values. <laughs> Up yours, Andy Bashir. Like... You're not a godly man because you've been you like cowed to the mob all day. Living out your faith and values means sticking to those values, sticking to your faith and your convictions. And they they shouldn't do anything. They shouldn't they shouldn't do anything to work with you. Their entire goal all year other than passing these bills I'm talking about is to get your butt out of there. Because you're a weak leader. You don't represent anything about the people of this state. We are strong. We got, listen, we got a strong culture here. We got coal miners. And we got farmers. And we got Ford factory workers. 
We got dudes that, I mean, that are too legit to quit. They're the real deal. In the trenches. Your wife's biceps are bigger than yours, bro. She's ripped up. Don't work with him. He doesn't deserve it. And all you got to do is look at what he's talking about here. He keeps talking about teacher raises. 5% ain't nothing. And he knows that. But he knows he can say teacher raises and he can get all this other crap in here. All these mechanisms of the, to continue the indoctrination of children and ruining the future generations of the state and this country. Don't fall for it. I'm, here to, I'm, I'm trying to tell you. Okay, it takes me back to my, the first thing I told you about today. What he's doing there, he's trying to, he's trying to play to Republicans' good nature. Same way I was trying to work with this liberal group up here. He needs them the same way that group needs me. But guess what? They don't need him and I don't need them. So let's just do it. That's all I got. I'm already an hour and 20 minutes. You're already, you already through with me. Man, I feel good tonight. Things are going good. The bills and stuff I'm working on are going, are like moving on along. We're getting crazy amounts of support. I'm talking with legislators every single day. Like, I just love the grind. I love it. I love the up and down nature of it. I love the uncertainty. I love feeling like I matter. I mean, I, I just I mean, like, again, I don't even want any like credit or nothing like that. I just like, I want, I want other people to feel it. Appreciate y'all for listening. Again, follow me wherever you can, wherever you can find me way too much JRMC. Like, subscribe, comment on the show. Appreciate all of you for your prayers, your thoughts, your engagement, your action, and just for being in the trenches for our kids and for your communities. It, it, listen, every it all matters. Taking some baked beans to the to the church homecoming this this weekend, it, it guys, it matters. It's, I know it's hard to see that. Getting up every morning, and making your bed, and starting your day off right, it's not, damn, it matters. Just do it. It's all look. Listen, we all matter. I love all y'all. Love this state. Love this country. Thanks for listening. Talk again to y'all soon.